Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot round! I don't. What is hot round? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Are you gonna get me the oh, ball? Oh, I'm getting the ball! I'm getting the ball! I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I got a whole lot of money. Tell it for me. Bottle keep popping that water bath. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Nick. No, wrong, uh, wrong show, Freddie. Uh, <laughs> wrong show. Uh, Eleven personnel, KSR football podcast. Whatever you want to call this, this is what we're doing. It's the early signing day spectacular. I am Nick Rouse. That's Freddie Maggard. We're doing a little bit. Of, it's it's such a crazy day. Freddie and I are going to start things off. Adam Luck is going to be here for the middle. We'll have all three of us. And then it's just going to be me and Luck at wrapping things up. And holy crap, Freddie, what a signing day. Yeah, it's a great day for the University of Kentucky. Uh, Mark Stoops and Vince Morrow and the staff had a great day uh, signing so many line of scrimmage players that are quality, four, five-star players across the board. Uh, line of scrimmage-wise, no doubt this is the best class that, that Kentucky's ever signed. If you look – at, uh, at at all the defensive players up front, Justin Rogers, five star, mm-hmm. uh, Ribka, four star, Flax, Juke, Hayes, all American. You know this this is just defense. Hayes, four star, Oxendine, four star, uh, and then uh, uh, Samuel Anali, Anelli, 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 another four star. Yeah, he's the. Um, and you get you get him out of South Florida. Yeah. How does you know that he's living former, in Miami? Yeah, for, uh, uh, Deerfield Beach, which is yeah, Miami suburb, area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kentucky goes down there and gets him. He goes to Detroit area and gets Justin Rogers, which a five star. Dudes from Detroit, Miami, and middle of nowhere Mississippi. Yeah, I Hayes. don't know where Horn Lake is. Josiah Hayes out of out, out of Mississippi, the number one two player in the entire state. You never, you know, I, I lived in in Mobile, right, and and I followed that pretty closely. Mm-hmm. That Mississippi Alabama kind of rivalry there. You never get the top. The, if a player that's that highly rated, the number two player in the state of Mississippi, does not go to Ole Miss or Mississippi State, he goes to Alabama or LSU. Never. Situation like that. John Summerall did a tremendous job in, in getting him out of the state of Mississippi. So, for those who have only been barely paying attention, you probably saw the fanfare that Lane Kiffin got when he got to town. They were just like, hey, every good recruit come to campus on the last weekend before signing day and come join our class. Lane is back. The Lane train's happening. You need to be a part of this. And I just assumed that he that Hayes was buying into it, Freddie. I yeah. did because we hadn't heard anything from him at all that was on since purpose. that visit. Exactly, yeah. Summerall freaking played him like a fiddle, and 
the, the I mean, the celebration for those guys that they're having tonight. I'm sure it's crazy. The gift that he used with the fish hopping out of the wall. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so. Oh, that was great. In in I know. So John Summerall's inside linebackers coach. He's not going to get a lot of time as in, like FaceTime as inside linebackers coach. That's a dude who's is charismatic and yeah. like you can see why he's a really good recruiter, like, Freddie. Stephen Klinsky as well. I mean, Kentucky signed three of the top sixteen players in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's all clean scale going up there. I mean, it's a, t- it's a team effort, a collective effort within the staff. But Steve Clean Scale is, is the head recruiter well, and he, in the he, area. And, he early and, offered. Like all yeah. those kids were eighth graders. Yeah. That's John Dre Square, Bully mm-hmm. McCall. Uh, I mean, Clink's done a great job mm-hmm. in Detroit. Ooh, you know what I thought of Freddie, too, on the way up here? What's that? This was this is caffeine brain, you know? Like I'm on, I've got, this is. Duncan. First time I went to Duncan today. We've got shuffle bean coffee too here at KS Bar. Yeah. Really good stuff. Tom Leach sells it like he's he he endorses it for a reason. And I had about two of those earlier. But Coffee Brain, when I first heard them say Anelli, uh, my mind just went, ooh, ooh, ooh. Think about this. Anelli in the belly. Ah. Bully and Anelli in the backfield yeah. making plays. Yeah. And you know, the I always feel I feel bad for some of these kids when they come in and because the easiest way to do is just player comparisons, just to, to make it simple for us. Just as humans, we just grasp that a little bit easier. But I, I felt kind of bad because it's like Josh Allen's the only comp they have. But when they took a picture together, when Josh was working out here before the draft, and now he's bigger than him. Yeah. He's start, 250. The starting point for him is, is much uh, <laughs> greater than it was for Josh Allen when he got here at 205. He said he's 6'4", 243. Yeah, well, Are he, you kidding me? He has a certified weight out there of 250 pounds. So, yeah. <laughs> Runs 4'8", four, 4'9". Four, you know, what I see with him, I mean, you, he's an outside linebacker. He's that strong side. Mm-hmm. You know, the jack linebacker, whatever you want to call I mean, him. Him and J.J. Weaver. Uh, but if he comes up here and gets in the strength and conditioning program, he could easily put on 20, 30 pounds and be a, a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end that would be uh, – Just extreme. a tear. Yeah, just a tear. And, and and I'll go further. You know, a player like that, Kentucky gets out of South Florida, gets Hayes out of Mississippi, Rodgers out of, out of Michigan. I don't think Kentucky signed a player like Bo Allen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. A quarterback, hometown, legacy recruit – that focused, that hard of a worker, that much a student of the game. I'm very high on, on Bo Allen so, being, being the future of this program. Uh, one Bo Allen story, the first time I saw him play. And here, here's another thing too, Freddie. I'm big on the – I love when I actually get to see some of these kids play. Yeah. Um, it's the same with basketball too when I'd go to those AU events. And it's like – it's cool to see them then to where they are now. Yeah. And I remember seeing Bo – he went to Lexington Catholic. I went to Seals. They played each other the last three years. And my, my college roommate went, was Lexington. I went to school with a lot of Lexington kids. So I'm jawing, talking a lot of trash. And he was just angry that they weren't letting Bo just tear it up. He's like, he's too good. Why aren't they throwing him? And he's like, I mean, you got him for one year. You got, I was like, dude, he's only a sophomore. Yeah. And and Lexington almost came back and won that ball game because he they started letting him stretch it down the field. And – I just watching him grow throughout the year. It's it's been impressive to see just how good he is at dropping the ball in the bucket. But it was really I I'm not gonna lie, Freddie. I didn't know how because um, he's a quieter kid. You yeah, know, he's focused. not one of those that's like I'm gonna be out in front Very of the cameras. Very mature, poised. Well, he, he has been groomed 
for this his entire life. He, he has a legacy. His dad played quarterback here. He understands the game. He understands the importance of being a teammate, of being a leader within the signing class. Mm-hmm. Plus, on the field, I mean, he can make. He, he he's got all the tools that you look for. Well, and I, I, my my worry though is that like with a lot of these kids who are quieter, yeah, who, who's, who at least seem quieter, is like, you know, can they be the the big he dog? Can. He he is a, he is an alter. Ultra competitive person, and that's what I and that's what I field. heard today from yeah. those comments from Eddie Grant, yeah. from Mark Stoops, oh, from Vince he, Merrill. Yeah, he, he's a dog on the field, but you know, I agree with Vince, and I, one hundred percent, this is a combination of fourteen and fifteen, where I, the start. Right, did you come over that line, or did he come over that line? I, I guess we both did. Great minds, yeah. You know what they say? They think alike. But, but I think look at the focus and, and work ethic. They get down to business, do work mentality of this class that mm-hmm. I see on tape with Bo Allen. Plus, I know Bill. I know yeah, I've known yeah. Bo. Khalil Branham, very serious, very mature, hardworking, man. focused young man. I mean, it's it's to the point, Freddie, where like I also look at see a Khalil Branham tweet and like feel bad about myself. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like damn it, he's out there. And the thing that I like most about it too, Freddie, it, it's uh, it's something that Devonshire did last year, where I talked to his dad on the phone. His dad's a ball coach out at Alquippa, and uh, he talked about how whenever something went wrong, they'd go home and work on it with drills. Yeah, and you know they would kind of have makeshift pads and all this kind of stuff. That's how Brandon. He's got a jugs machine, yeah. and he's out there like. Jumping behind snow. trees yeah. and all kinds of stuff to like simulate a yeah. defender, Love so it. he's not catching it. I mean, Love it's it. if there's it's a, really cool. If there's a kid in this class or, or, or a player in this class that I am pulling for personally, mm-hmm. it's Khalil Branham. So my question to you, Freddie, it's about Branham and all these receivers. Yeah, I have a tough time evaluating receiver play because of the lack of physicality that they see from corners in the high school level. Yeah, so. I know I've seen Isaiah Cummings just knock dudes off their block. Yeah. He's a big-time blocker. He And Khalil Branham, I've seen him do special things in the open field. He has a really nice giddy-up. Like, you yeah. can see on film when he gets, like, a step on somebody, it turns into five real quick. Yeah. And then uh, on Ernest Sanders, he's another one of these crazy athletes. But yeah. I just – how, I, I'm curious as to how you think they translate because I'm having a tough time getting I a good read I think they translate them. well. Uh, I like the fact they're taller. They're over six foot, all of them, six one, six two, six four. in the case of Isaiah Cummings, 212 pounds. All of them are right at 200 pounds. So I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're great athletes. Khalil Branham played Wildcat quarterback. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, he can he can go. He's a good route runner. He'll have to adjust, like all receivers have mm-hmm. to adjust, because they're going to go against some really good corners uh, at Kentucky. Yeah, right? well, on the daily and, basis. And, and yeah. they're going to improve. So that that will just do nothing but help them out. Uh, I like My, the fact that Kentucky got some can true – Can I ask you one more question? Yeah. Is Branham inside or outside? I see him inside. You do? See, yeah. I thought I did too. Yeah. But then I, I, you know, I I think he's a player that can go both. You yeah, know, they'll put him inside, outside. Uh, I mean, because because that's that's the biggest thing though yeah. is like nobody's going to. Yeah, Isaiah be, Cummings is a true outside guy, oh, six yeah, four, yeah, two twelve, yeah. and he's. I could see him, Allen Daly, in it. Yeah, because he was the one. Was Allen? Is he a true freshman last year? No. Or red shirt. He was last year. He's a true freshman. Or, or he's a true year. sophomore. He's a true sophomore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he he, he maybe is, not. He might be a true. 
he had a big catch the year before. So okay, he's a yeah. redshirt freshman, I believe, completing his first his redshirt freshman season. Okay, we got that straight. I think, I think. or he may be a true sophomore. Okay. All right. Well, either way. Either way. Yeah, he's a big dude knocking the crap out of guys and yeah. playing a little bit inside out. And I could kind of see Cummings doing that in that like, well, we at least know that he's going to go out there and not be afraid to hit somebody yeah. or to get hit. Yeah. And and that's where I think you can at least yeah yeah and then the vertical passing game with Cummings and and Sanders on mm-hmm. the outside. <clears throat> How funny is it that Cummings' dad works at Louisville? Yeah, like all of them are yeah. Louisville fans. Th- I mean, yeah, that's something. I love it. That's something that that when Terry gets back and with Bo, um, <clears throat> and then Gatewood if he's eligible, which I don't, I, it's not looking Eddie, that way. Eddie right? was he's yeah. I mean, Gus Mel's on. Yeah. He's not going to help. Kentucky's going to have to get a vertical passing game going mm-hmm. to loosen up defenses a little bit from those running backs that they have and offensive line. So. There, I think the, the the receiver that can create the most separation, whether it be Cummings or Sanders mm-hmm. or Branham or Daly, whomever, mm-hmm. the receiver that can create the most separation is going to get the majority of the catches. Yeah, and I'm. It's one of those two that when we go into spring ball, yeah. it's going to be fun to see which one of those rise to the top. Yeah. Um, because Vince Merrill was like. You know, we don't have a Lynn Bowden in this class. If you took Ox and Rogers, yeah. they'd have the dog. If you had Bo Allen Smarts, if you had Jatan McLean and uh, who else what did he mention? Jatan and Ernest Sanders' playmaking ability. It's like you put all those five together and that would be one Lynn yeah. Bowden. You're not you, – you have to find playmaking ability, but it and it doesn't have to come necessarily from this class – but it might have to come from the kids who just redshirted. So you're maybe your Demarcus Harris's or your Tay-Tay Crooms's. Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who we saw, you know, little flashes Bryce of Oliver. here yeah. and there last year. You know, and Khalil Brandon's going to get a, a, a leg up on those two because he's, he's early enrollee. He'll be here in January. Ten early enrollees. Yeah, that's very good. If you could have enrolled early, Freddie, would you have? No. Play baseball? <clears throat> yep. See, my wife, she would. She says she would have enrolled early. Just to get the head start because she thought that it was real valuable. Yeah. But it's like, would you want to miss prom and something? Yeah. You know? I have baseball. I couldn't. But – I bet – when was the last time you threw a baseball? It's been a long time. Really? You you never get up to, like, the, the no. ballpark and do no. the gun or whatever? No, too many surgeries, man. I don't want to – Oh, yeah. yeah I don't want to risk that. would be real rough. Yeah, I don't want to have to <laughs> rehab again. But I, I like the fact that Kentucky got some true offensive tackles. Uh, a spot that they're going to they're going to need that yep. in the year too. going to be out, and then Kennard could go early. Uh, DeAndre Buf- Buford and Joshua Jones, two true tackles, both development guys. We'll need a red shirt, six five, two eighty five ish, two ninety something like that. We'll need to be over three hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. And Flax, you know, he can I, do whatever. He can do whatever. He can play guard or tackle. I mean. He could be the the, – because you need three tackles. You need a swing tackle. They can play both left and right. Or he could get in there and compete for that Logan Stenberg spot at left guard, which I'm telling you is going to be – it's going to be hard to replace Logan Stenberg. I mean, he has been an all-SEC caliber guard for the last three years. Mm -hmm. That's tough to replace. Who – I mean, I'm trying to think who – so you got Fortner at right. Yeah. Mason Wolf's gone. He would kind of bounce around. So who is – We'll find that out in spring. And then the other thing too, they listed everybody as an offensive lineman. Yeah, they didn't. They were just like, what you got "We're going to figure out." Yeah, who Sa- goes same as uh, as defensive backs too, because mm-hmm. Andrew Phillips. Where do you play him? I'd I mean, he can nickel. play corner, he can play nickel, he can play both safety spots. Because 
between him, I guess Joseph, ideally you'd put him out on the, the boundary and just kind of let him shut it down. That's something that wasn't talked about today is – Kelvin Joseph. Well, but he's well, been he's been able to talk about him before though because he's no, been on no, campus. No, no, I mean just not oh, with Stoops, yeah. just overall. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's well, like he was a four star top fifty player. And, and when you talk and about he's these roll in there recruiting rankings when Kentucky's in the top twenty, well, they're missing two of their best players yeah, who Gatewood transfers and, don't count. Yeah, yeah, exactly, uh-huh. exactly. And, and R.J. Adams, he is going to move to guard. Uh, he played tackle mm-hmm. in, in high school, and, and that kid. Man, he's got a head-snapping punch. When, I mean, when he locks those arms out, when he gets in on people, the defender's head snap backwards. He He's a nasty player, put a lot of players on the ground, great feet, uh, the number 12-ranked guard in, in the country. He is he is he's a daggone great get out of Woodbridge, Virginia. The the DMV kids have done pretty well. Yeah, I think and Kobe jo- Walker might be the only exception, but yeah, Boogie Watson. Yeah, I mean you know just a part of the best tandem of yeah. sackers in the SEC right yeah. now. Back to back years, I think was like he had six and then six and a half yeah. or seven. So he he he'll end up top five career sack list in Kentucky yeah. history. Uh, Josh Pascal, he's okay. Slightly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Kentucky's going to have to replace Cash in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, that would be interesting to see how that works out. Um, yeah, you got a square. Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis and Chris Oates. And, and DeAndre Square there. But you're going to need really, another one or really two good three. to come up and play. Jackson's enrolling early. And if you recall, I believe it happened when Davis – I believe it happened when he was an early enrollee, too, where there was injuries. Yeah, because and he had to play the start of the spring game. Yeah, and he had yeah. like 10 tackles. And then the same thing happened with DeAndre Square. Yeah. Where I don't, I guess it's just the shoulders or, you know, shoulder, <laughs> you, why play through a, a bum shoulder in the yeah. spring when you don't have to? Well, you know, we talked about offensive line a while ago, and, and I really like these two tackles. Then the third tackle, or the first tackle, however you want to mention them in order, is John Young out of Louisville. What an important signee he was. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, to be the recruiting coordinator within the recruits, he and Bo Allen, um, he did a tremendous job. He, is, he he could play, honestly, he reminds me of John Toth. I mean, he can play guard, he can play center, and he can play tackle. And, you know, the more you play – in the NFL, the more you play, the more you stay. That's, that, that's what I think John Young brings. He could play so many different positions on, on the offensive line. I mean, just wherever the team needs. Mm-hmm. And I feel – that he has an attitude of what? Okay, what's what does the team need me to do? Does the team need me to play guard? Mm-hmm. Do they need me to learn how to snap? Do they need me to play right tackle, left? Whatever he'll do to get on the field, he, he'll um, do. You you're, you forgot his best attribute though. What's that? He's gonna take our jobs. Oh, that's fine, dude. He is. Yeah. So we had him on a radio show this morning. Yeah, he's good. And our producer was like, "I thought I was talking to the coach when yeah, I called he's him." Good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, and he he's enrolling early. Yeah. Um, he's got a mean streak in him too. He does. As nice as he is. Yeah. We were at a camp this this summer, Freddie, and you know it's underwear Olympics, but they get in there, they they mix it up a little they get bit, a little bit in it. And there was a bunch of SoFlo kids there. Yeah. You know all about the SoFlo kids. Yeah. Right? South Florida, they do a lot of jawing. And he kept whooping this one kid. I, I don't know where he ended up going, but he, he he beat him a couple times. And you you know how it is is like when you're doing one on ones with a defensive end versus a tackle, if you just push him up, the offensive lineman wins. Yeah. If you just push him past the passer, well, you know some pretty boy wide receiver over there is talking track, talking junk from the sideline, like 
oh, our boy keeps whooping you. Boy keeps whooping at you. And he's like, dude, what are you, what are you doing over there? Yeah. Like he, he, he's lost. And he's like, man, I don't even need to be in here. I already got five Power Five offers, man. Yeah. And like, they, they mix it up a little good, bit. It was, it was, it was fun. And that's the kind of, uh, you, you, you can't quantify the mentality. Yeah. But as much as people would get mad when Stenberg would get a penalty, ah, I, I, exactly because you were yeah. getting in that those guys' I'm heads you, like I'm here to kick your ass. He then. he's going to be missed. I mean, he he really isn't because he's been there for four years. You know what you're going to get with Logan. Now you know what you're going to get with Logan in the NFL. The story I of the would, class I, is ooh, ooh, real quick. Here is here is the 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 tweet at the top of John Young's page. There is no greater joy in life than moving a man from point A to point B. Against his will. <laughs> um, the story of this class is a line of scrimmage. Football is a line of scrimmage game. Mm-hmm. And what defense you have, four stars across the board. Five star with Rodgers. You got, what, Ripka, uh, Anelli, uh, Oxendine, Hayes, and then the five star Rodgers. That has never been done here, ever. No, that's like um, uh, back when uh, – oh, oh, what's his name? Um, it was early 2000s. The, but it's like getting one Micah Johnson. Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. That's yeah. It. But it's like having one of those, but you got three of them in one class. Yeah. And did you even mention the Ripka too? Yeah, yeah I did. I mean, dude is, Ripka. I mean – Yeah, four-star out of uh, Dixon County, Tennessee. He, he was committed – Took an official visit to Oklahoma and stayed loyal to his yeah. pledge. Well, I mean, I mean you, o- Oklahoma. You could look at the offer sheets of all these players. That's why on the radio show today, Ryan asked me who the hidden gem was. There, there are no hidden gems. The, yeah. the lowest ranked players are three stars. I mean, Jackson. Before, I, I think Josh ja- Allen, two star. Uh, <laughs> Calvin Taylor, two. You know, you could see that. But here, Dear Jackson's got an Ole Miss, Miss State offer. He's near the bottom. Valentine has. Um, Pitt, West Virginia. Michigan State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all. Ryan asked me who my – if I had to pick one, and, and it was Juton McClain on offense. Uh, I think I think he is a stronger, tougher version of Boom Williams. Yeah. I'm going to wait for your defensive one until Lucky gets here because we need to have a long discussion about this kid because I really like him. But on McClain. Well, I, pick, I already did my pick as Andrew Phillips. Damn it, Freddie. Where are you spoiling it? I'll, I'll take you another one. You stole mine. I'll take another one. You stole mine. Give me a second, and I'll take another. Okay, one. okay, you're but fine. there's no hidden gems, but, man. But I do want to well, let's let's talk about McLean for a moment. Yeah, he had a he had a, a committable offer to Ohio State, and, he and he's had, from Fairfield, Ohio, and he comes to Kentucky. So he plays in the is it GMC GLC? What's I, that conference? I don't know. It's the Cincinnati Public School Conference. I think it's GLC is what they call it. And Colerain Cardinals, the Colerain Cardinals have won it for like 40 years in a row. It's something ridiculous. But they've won their conference every year since I've been alive. Yeah. And this was the year that they were going to lose it. And Jatan got hurt in the third quarter. He puts a team – like, they they put him in as a decoy for, like, overtime to try to get it. I think he, like, pulled a hammy or something. Really couldn't run at all. That was the only game he didn't rush for 100 yards all year. (laughs) And they end up losing in overtime by, like, one. I mean, absolutely devastating. But – that guy was about to single-handedly carry his Unbelievable. team. Unbelievable talent. But we don't know when we're going to see him. 
He's getting on campus early. Well, no, you have Tisdale, yeah. Smoke, Rodriguez, AJ Rose. That, that's a crowded room. Eddie Grand's but going to if he is, if he is what Vince it says and what I think, you, they might have to find a place to get him the football. Jet sweeps, bubble screens, whatever mm-hmm. in a return game, something of that nature. Uh, but him and Tisdale in the return game are going to be scary. Mm-hmm. But my, I guess if I had to pick a hidden gem with their R none in this class, I'll go with Ricky Hyatt. Okay. Six one, two hundred pounds, Westerville Central, Benny Snell's high school, uh, over over one hundred fifty tackles for a career, five interceptions, mm-hmm. rangy, smart, great break on the football. Uh, I like him, and that, that'll be my. But but again, there's no there's so no hidden gems here. He uh, a when you talk about like committable offers and all that stuff, the only reason he wasn't a four star is because he didn't go to camps because he was busy running track. <clears throat> he got offered by Notre Dame. Ohio State. Ohio State. Committable offers. Yeah. Notre Dame, Ohio State. You and I could list it, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Yeah. But they're not committable offers. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But that, Ricky Hyde could have signed with Ohio State or, or Notre Dame. Yeah, and he – I mean, Westerville Central is yeah. – it's the uh, – it's like the Georgetown of Lexington, the Shepherdsville of yeah. uh, of Louisville, yeah. or maybe even closer than that. You know, it's, it's right in Columbus's backyard. This, this class – you know, and I've I've had conversations with people. You know, a player has an offer from say Auburn. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we got a we got we signed a player with an, with an offer from a program like Auburn. Kentucky is a program like Auburn. The last two years are the same record, just vice versa. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to we have to come to the reality that Kentucky is a program like the Auburn, like an Auburn, uh, like Florida. I mean. Mark Stoops has built a program, not a team, a sustainable program. This class, man, the one re- one reason I really like it, one, they're, they're talented as heck. But we've seen in the past that you can have talent, but if they don't love the game of football and love to compete, that, that really doesn't do much for them. I think this class is showing up with the attitude that they're going to take jobs. And Kentucky returns 18, 19 starters. So – I love the attitude, the mindset, the grittiness, the toughness, mm-hmm. the serious nature, the love of the game with this class is as good as that 15 class, but much more talented. So Mark Stoops said today, you know, because f- for us, when he got here, I mean, it feels like yesterday. It's hard to believe it's been seven, eight, eight, seven, seven eight, years. Eight, what, yeah. When he got introduced as head coach. So, yeah, seven years, 2012, about in like December-ish, 2012. And – it seems like yesterday for me, but as Stoops said today, he's like, that old, he's like, no offense, but like the old Kentucky I football thing. He, I am old Kentucky football. But he's like, they don't know, like they just know us as going to bowls. Yeah. Like they they just watched us play on New Year's Eve. These kids don't know about that. They yeah. just know us. They know us for Benny Snell football. Yeah. You know, Josh, Josh Allen. Uh, the Benny, Benny Snell, they said that when, when they had Hyatt's family down here, they said, yeah. He goes to Westerville Central where Benny Snell went, and they said they were blown away yeah. by the reaction that fans had when they were like, you go, you went to school, the same school as Benny Snell? Yeah. And that's that's the kind of stuff that, A, it's just kind of cool. B, it shows you the impact that fans and people have in Absolutely. Lexington. Yeah. And, and C, it, it, it also shows you how far we've come where Benny isn't just this guy who's – uh, made a name for himself right here. It's it's a brand yeah. that Mike Tomlin's talking about on Showtime about yeah. Benny Snell football. I knew I was going to draft you when I watched that Florida game. I, you know, I can speak on this. Uh, 
you know, Coach Stoops has done more for former players than any coach I know of. Mm-hmm. And when he says he doesn't want to defend about the old Kentucky – I am old Kentucky football. Mm-hmm. I captain a couple of teams that are old Kentucky football. <laughs> I know what it's like. Yeah. I love the fact that this is a new era of recruiting, a new era of, of quality of players and team that we're getting. And, and you know, it, I can say that, and I'm part of that old Kentucky football. My feelings don't get hurt. I love it. You know, I've gotten texts from all across the country from old friends about, hey, man, look at this line of scrimmage Kentucky's getting. Look at this. Look at mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's what we expect. But this class, I think, is better than, than we expected. I expected it to be. Once I, you know, w- once I got into seeing, watching film and, and evaluating and grading these players, I mean, my, I was, I, I am truly 100% impressed with this class. And you know me, Nicholas. I don't throw around, I, you know. I remember, I got lit up about the 2014 class when I was like, "Pump your brakes!" Right, right. This, there, I, there's red flags everywhere, and 15 was better, and that ruffled some feathers, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But, uh, but man, I am truly impressed with this class. Hey, look, it's Adam Luckett. How's it going, boys? It's it's going pretty good. Good to join y'all. It's good to see you. How have how's your signing day been? It's been fun. Last day of the office for the week. Oh, oh for the week? For the yeah. week? So I'm going to Vegas tomorrow, so I am excited. You going to the basketball game? Mm-hmm. It's my sister's 21st birthday, and the whole family's going oh, down there. Oh, cool. Or out there. I've never been. Me neither. I've never been to Never Vegas. been to Vegas? No. no. It's going to be my second time. Are you going to? Thoughts cracked up to be. So you're going to be staying up late, watching the game, and then, like, flying out early in the morning? Well, flight leaves at noon. Oh, so, so you get to sleep in? Oh, man. A little rest and recovery after the, after a long long day, long week. Yeah, we've yeah. been pumping out some content, boys. Yeah, and I want. I would to... rather go to Paducah than Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Paducah. If I never leave the state of Kentucky, the rest of my life, I'll die a happy man. Yeah, there's a lot to do I'm, from Pikeville I, to Paducah. That's right, man. That's right. Yeah, I'm. I'm also. I'm not a big casino guy. No, I'm not either. Yeah, like I I, I like my ponies, but casino. I wouldn't mind watching the shows though. I think that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be taking pictures with showgirls in there. Stuff all hanging out and putting it on Twitter. Like Larry Vaught? Yeah. Gosh, Larry, <laughs> come on, buddy. Like, ah, Larry, Larry, Larry. Living the dream. Living the dream. Okay, so gentlemen, I know Freddie's time strapped, so I wanted to do something while both of y'all are here. Got some signing day superlatives. Big picture. What's your one big takeaway from this class, Adam Luckett? Line of scrimmage. It's a line of scrimmage league. They're building a team that's going to beat people up on the line of scrimmage. So, for me – they had all this momentum from 2018, 10 wins. So you get this full – really where it's going to pay off was this class. You get all offseason, mm-hmm. get players like in, camp, on, in the summer, in your camps, and all that, and to build it up. And they had a small class. So they knew they were at, had a numbers crunch. But even with all that said, they really zoned in on offensive line and defensive line. Mm-hmm. Mark Stoops has kind of built this thing in the image of big – Physical, tough guys on the line of scrimmage, and everything starts with them. I mean, how many times we hear Eddie Grant say, "Big men lead the way." You know, it starts up front. And now you see they're pushing this big blue wall. The guys are wearing shirts. Which, by the way, can we get some of those? Yes, that's what you, I was going to get to. We need UK, to get those out, please. Like this way, we will we'll give them. It'll be giveaways, eleven personnel giveaways for your your big blue wall T-shirts. So for me, they're doubling down on their identity as a line of scrimmage program. And that they're going to win the game up front in the SEC. It's a line of scrimmage league. Anybody you talk to that's ever been in the league says you have to win 
on the line. You win, you win in the trenches, and that's what that's what they're setting themselves up to do long term. I think is win in the trenches. And, and the thing is, too, Freddie, if it if you're set up well in the trenches, if you have a quarterback get hurt, if your superstar athlete leaves early, if something happens, you can still yeah. The line of scrimmage is a great equalizer. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and when you're playing inferior opponents, that that when you can be susceptible to upsets. That the margin of error is so much greater yeah. when you can just beat people up inside. Yeah. So uh, Adam took line of scrimmage. I got to take something else, I guess. Yeah, you can take something else. Uh, I'm gonna go before. geography. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kentucky goes into Detroit area, gets a uh, uh, five star. A five star. Highest ranked recruit of the internet Justin era. Rogers. We we I don't think we've mentioned that enough. Kentucky has the highest ranked recruit in the internet era. Yeah. So hey. I think going into Detroit uh, and Flint. Just going into Michigan, that, that geography of, of clean scale going up there and getting Sanders, mm-hmm. uh, getting Rodgers. I mean, that's I, I, just a tremendous get for, for – and Buford as well from MLK. Yeah. Uh, and then go to South Florida. South Florida. And get a Nelly. I mean, that's, that's a tremendous haul now. Yeah. You go to South Florida, and then you go to Louisville. Yep. And you get uh, Isaiah Cummings. You get John Young. I, let, me, let me rephrase that, not just a little bit, Kentucky. You get your quarterback from Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are from the state of Kentucky have traditionally played well at the university. Yeah. Tim Couch, Andre Woodson, J- Bill Ransdale, Jared. Pookie Jones, yeah. Jared Lorenzen have all played extremely well. I think Bo Allen will – Freddie been, Maggard. No. <laughs> I think Bo Allen will eventually fall into that category mm-hmm. and uh, – that I really like that. But geography. You forgot and, about the one that got from Tennessee. Ripka. That's right. Also, Trayvon Ripka. That, that, you know what? I'm going to make that my one big takeaway because Tennessee fans are the worst, most insufferable online human beings in, on planet Earth. And one tweet of a quote from Vince Marrow, he's asked about Tennessee. And he's like, well, I know we don't negative recruit, but some other schools, they don't believe that That's either. That's true. That's and, true, by the way. And – I had a like from the time that I left the facility to take a five minute drive to the office. I had 120 notifications. I never, I mean that, I can't. I, I can make fun of Louisville fans with my best material like it, and I can't get them riled up. Tennessee fans, what the hell? And now it's not just that they're stealing a guy from their own state. The only player they won head to head, his dad's on payroll. Right. I mean, you look at Ribka, Tennessee wanted. Justin Rogers, Tennessee wanted. They wanted real bad. And it, uh, there's a few more on that. Ox, 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 Ox and none, yes. And Tennessee I think, wanted. I think Anelli yeah. a little yeah. bit too. So, like. Yeah, so ge- geography is the state of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, Oxendine from North Harden. That's critical now and it's critical in the future oh, for that school. They, they North, got Harden, some, North Harden's produced a lot of good play. Kelly Kirchenbaum, Bill Ransdale, Andre Woodson. They got um, two kids in yeah. juniors. Uh, Lavelle Wright. Yeah. That, that was – somebody told me about him last year and was like, dude, he's the real deal. What's yours? Uh, and Jordan Lovett's always said in that class. But, yeah, my big takeaway is when you talk about going up and down the pecking order of the SEC, they've moved – you've beaten your Missouri's, Vanderbilt, South Carolina's. You've moved up into that next level, and now you're beating Tennessee for recruits that – they were the equalizer this year. Uh, uh, Batuli and 
uh, Warrior, and those big guys up front. They were not a very good football team for a long time, but they had enough dogs up there because they had recruited so well. Kentucky got a lot of the guys they normally get this year. Can I have another one? Yeah. Legacy recruiting. Yeah. Kentucky has missed out on some really, really good players. The one that I couldn't think of. That was the one that I couldn't think of. Jamal Adams. Yeah, uh, uh, Zach Martin was the one that my Zach dad always Martin, talks about. Ended I mean, up at Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, ended up Notre Dame. But now you six-time Pro Bowler. Even a guy like Josh Myers who's starting at center for Ohio State. Yeah. His brother played here. Yeah, they've missed. They you just oh. missed on some, and now they, they're starting to hit on some. Yeah. The kid um, from uh, his parents were from Somerset, or his grandpa was All American for Bear Bryant from Somerset. Stidham. No, nah, he, he's from Cincinnati. I yeah, know yeah. You're talking he's from about. Cincinnati now, yeah. and he ended up at because uh, his brother played here. Gabe. Um, Oh man, that's gonna kill me. But his grandpa's on the Ring of Honor. He's yeah. an All American. But at the and, and um, Andrew Carell, was it Carell? Carell, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Andrew yeah. Phillips is the son of Carlos Phillips, the team. But Bill Allen, Bo Allen's dad, and Carlos Phillips are both teammates of mine. Both great guys, and have done tremendous after football. And and, and I just like that because Mark Stoops has done more for former players than anybody else mm-hmm. has. Right. And right. I'm glad to see that the legacy recruits are are staying home at UK. Okay. So this is the part where we I, we get to talk about Andrew Phillips at market because here's the thing, I I've been kind of hyping him up like the last week or so because I'm just a big fan, but mentioned diamonds in the rough earlier, and this guy he's one of mine, Freddie. Like I said, that I, I I saw him at that camp. He's very physical. Very. He jumps over cars. Yeah. He knocks people's block off. Yeah. And he's like a track star. Can I make a comparison right now? Yeah. Mike Edwards. Uh, see, Freddie, when I watch this tape – A more I think, physical Mike Edwards. I think he has the qualities, what they want in that nickel position. Yeah, they too. He, can, yeah. he has the physicality, the tackling ability you want in a safety that can come down and play in the box. Yeah. But he can also man up and guard guys and man yeah. coverage yeah, what, in small areas. So, yeah, to me, that's, that, that's like if they were going to create a guy in a lab almost – Kind of in that mold was what would, they would come out with something that looked yeah. like Andrew Phillips. Well, what you what you get if you, if Andrew Phillips does play nickel, you don't have to substitute because a lot of times you substitute that nickel player with somebody mm-hmm. that can tackle. If you're playing a run heavy team, it's your third cornerback on a pass happy team. I think he can do both. Mm-hmm. And nickel is the only position in the secondary last year they couldn't find consistency in. They kind of moved Tyrell Agent in and out. They tried Jordan Griffin there for a little bit, but they needed him at free. They couldn't that was that was one spot where there wasn't a common denominator. I can tell you right now there's gonna be some serious competition. Yeah. In the secondary. Oh yeah. Some serious competition. Yeah. And at receiver. And it's like just because you, you started last year doesn't mean you're you're no, playing. You, you got nineteen starters returning and really I mean Obviously, Landon Young, Darian Kennard, I mean, yeah, yeah. Luke Fortner, I mean, they're locked in. Drake, Drake Jackson. Yeah, yeah. But that left guard, that, that's going to be a heated well, battle. And a defensive back, we mentioned Joseph earlier. Echols, I thought, was the best cornerback this year. But they might have to ask him to do different things next year. I, yeah. They're going to have a lot of options, and they're going to have a lot of pieces, and they're going to have to try to figure out yep. what what pieces fit best together and where who needs to be who. Because you've got Kelvin Joseph; he's a guy that I think could play either corner or safety. You've got Devonte Robinson back. We've seen what he do, what he's done. Joe Williams is announcing tomorrow. It's, pro- mm-hmm. it's probably going to be Kentucky. And then you've got a lot of freshmen that redshirted this year. That Todd Dotson we saw a little bit played well. I thought really well against Florida, and then got injured. MJ Devonshire was yeah. a guy they talked about all camp. They were really high on, broke he his hand. Injured. We didn't really see him. Mo Douglas was a big time recruit. 
and so and there's a couple others and they just got a lot of pieces right there and that's going to be kind of fun to see how they ju- how clean scale and stoops yeah. juggles all that and it'll be good for the receivers to go against corners that are yeah. fighting for a job yeah. I, th- I think something that, that's not been talked about today is the defensive line class right is phenomenal right but Kentucky loses Calvin Taylor Jr., Cordell Looney, and T.J. Carter. Yeah, Looney had a lot of those. He didn't show up in the stats, but he as was much a great those. swing guy. He was really good. Well, they get Looney's redshirt junior. They'll get him back next is year. Is he back? Yeah. Okay. He is. Okay. So you lose Calvin Taylor and you lose T.J. Carter, two starters off that defensive line. Yeah. Um, then Abulia Body Fitzgerald rotated in there. Yeah, he played well at the end of the year. You, I, this is a defensive line is a position that you could see heavy presence of these true freshmen. Yeah, mm-hmm. compete for a job and, and possibly win a job, or, or at least a backup because really defensive line. I mean, you it you puts a lot of pressure. I think on that play two different guys: Quay Mahone, Day Day Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those guys that got their feet wet this year, now you need to take a big jump. In the past, they could kind of slowly move those guys on. Now, with the class they're bringing in, it's going to be like, all right, it's now. you got to come on right now. <laughs> yeah. So Well, the urgency is going to char- be – Iron sharpens iron in those ur- situations. Urgency is going to be in spring practice because none of the defensive linemen are early enrollees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, was uh, Rodgers not? No. no. Uh, yeah. Uh. So, there's going to be competition there before these guys get to campus. I, I posted that today, and I, I had already <laughs> forgotten who I wrote in there. It's been, uh, it's, been, it's been kind of cool, though, having all these kids announcing, like, today and tomorrow and yesterday. It's, I mean, we joked about it last week, like it, but it's big boy program. But you know what's going it on is. right now? What? They're probably getting out of a 2021 meeting at the office. Right. Never ends. Recruiting never, never ends. stops. They're hosting it at Drake's. Yeah, <laughs> this no, staff. Stu, man. Man, you could tell too that they had. There was some. Uh, what's the what's the word they had when you got like the droopy eyes? Like they, they pulled a lot of late yeah. nights. Yeah, this staff, man. I'm telling you, it's in my lifetime of following UK football, this is the best head coach with the best coaching staff that I've seen in my 51 years on earth. All right, Freddie, I know you're going to get out of here. Yeah. My question to you. Mm-hmm. This is for both of y'all. A lot of film crunching over the last few days. Favorite film to watch, Freddie Maggard. Whoa. Yeah. You turn it on, you're like, ooh. ooh. My favorite film to watch. Yeah, yeah. R.J. Adams. Really? Yeah. Love this film, man. Just the violence that he just plays with? Just the violence, with? just the feet, the, the, the head-snapping punch that he has. I, I loved watching him on tape. Okay, okay. I like that one. Uh, Mr. Luckett? I'm also sticking to offensive line. It's a guy no one's really talking about. But Joshua Jones plays yep. with a nastiness, yep. a physicality. Uh, you're my you're my worst enemy on whoever's going against him. He punches people in the mouth on almost every play. He drives, moves, physically moves big, and it's a great, it's good competition he's going against there in Alabama. He mm-hmm. plays, I believe, the highest classification. Yeah, seven Just eight. going against good guys every week. Won a state championship last year. Won a state championship. They lost in the final this That's year. That's why I knew they win. I couldn't remember if they won or not, but – I just really like what I see from him. He, I think he moves pretty well. He plays with. A, he's got a high motor. He plays hard on. He looks like he plays hard every snap, and that's a guy. He's the lowest ranked guy right now in that offensive line class. But I think he's got a really high ceiling. And I think he's going to be a really good player. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, Derek Jackson's 
because he just knocks the hell out of people. He does. It's like a reckless abandonment. Like, I'm just going to beat the living snot out of you every time I get going downhill. Like, the kind of, like, where you would see the screenplay developing, and he would really early, too, and you're like, oh, no, poor kid. Like, he's just, he's done with. He those, seeks contact. Yes. The body craves contact. There's another, if, if they end up getting Joel Williams. He has the uh, – when he gets interceptions, he does the Lynn Bowden thing where he kind of stops moving and then just starts, like, moving. He makes other people look like he's moving in slow motion. Yeah, when he's until he turns it on, then he runs by him. Yeah, and it's, it, it is fun to watch that kid. He plays with flash. Oh, yeah. He's got that Louisiana, you know. He knows he's good, and he likes for other people – to hear from him that he's good. <laughs> it's he plays TV with, stuff. He plays with flash and supreme confidence. He also plays with a kid who has the best, the most overlooked great name of the recruiting cycle. You know who that is? Was Future it? Georgia defensive back. I missed it. Better than Demon Clowney? Major Burns. Major Burns, yes. <laughs> I like it. You think his parents knew what they were doing when they were naming him? They had to. Had to. Freddie? I'm going to let you get out here. you got some work obligations to attend to. Do you have any parting words for the fine folks of the Big Blue Nation? It uh, doesn't appear that this signing class is over with. I know. It's pretty cool. Ain't it? So, yeah. And great job by this staff. Great job by the players that hosted the, the prospects, recruits on their visits. Mm-hmm. Great jobs to the fans to come out and sit in the rain for these home games. Mm-hmm. That's, that makes a statement to these players. I mean, don't never think it doesn't to see people – Brave the elements to sit through. Kentucky had several bad weather games. Yeah. But, you know, and again, I think you hit on it, Nicholas, that history to these guys or C.J. Conrad's old. Yeah. You know, history to these guys goes three or four years back at the max. Yeah. You know, some guys' history is four tweets ago. So, <laughs> Benny Snell, Josh Allen, Mike Edwards, all these guys are, are, are players that this class looks up to. Once you can, once you can stack together classes like that, mm-hmm. like this year, Quint Bohanna will have a decision to make. Darren Kennard will have a decision to make. Uh, Landon Young will go. Will play in the NFL. So you're getting these pro players that these prospects look up to. You know, then you stack that on top of each other, and you start getting these classes back to back to back. You're looking at a whole different dynamic of a football program. You know, facilities-wise, Kentucky is one of the best in the nation. Yeah. Fan-wise, I think this is the best fan base in America. There's just a lot of lot of positive going on with the Kentucky football program right now. It's good to be the king. Yeah. It's good to be the king, especially kings of the Commonwealth. Louisville. Football is king in the, in the state of Kentucky at the high school level. It's, getting, it's, better. Not, it's getting better every year. It's not even close. Man, Vince said they have six or seven guys that they – can't miss guys. Yeah. I mentioned the North Harden kids. You've got Douglas, Dekel Crowdis come back to Frederick. Jagger Burton. Mm-hmm. Ja- yeah, he's a, he's he's a, a freaking grown man. Yes, he is. You want to talk about another guy who you, he just – you talk to him and you're like, hey, you're not 17 years old. Yeah. Jagger Burton is, is elite. It's a great name too. Jagger. Yes. That, that young man been offered by what? Texas, Clemson, Alabama, Oregon. Who's who? Ta- yeah. you, you name it. You name it. Keeping him – yeah, Kentucky in his home city will be, I think, priority number one for Kentucky this year. He also does – he, he kind of looks like an 80s, like, bodybuilder type, like the football type, where instead of having the crop top jerseys, they just got the really long, like, 
skinny t-shirt type deal. It's almost like a, ta- like a really long tank top that's been pulled and ripped apart because he's just got defense alignment all over him. It's pretty awesome. Some grown man. Heck stuff. of a football player. Yeah. All right, get out of here, Freddie. Right. Well, this is uh, this is weird. We're this in, is. We're in, we're in different territory. The friendly confines up here. Yeah. Um, I'm, just th- I'm getting to the point of the day, Bucket, where it's uh, thing, things are definitely getting weird. Um, getting a little loopy? Yeah, not, not as much loopy, but, like, it. it's 6 o'clock right now. And I feel like we've had enough things happen in a day that normally happen in a week. So I'm just trying to get my, wrap my mind around everything. And it's a lot. But I would like to ask you a question. Who who you think is the first wide receiver to play? That's a good question. <laughs> Keeping you on your toe. See, this is why I did show prep like three days ago, so I could actually have some good stuff instead yeah. of just like, ooh. Ernest Sanders is one of my favorite players in this class, uh, but he is raw, so I think it's going to take him a little bit of time. Then it comes down to Khalil Branham and Isaiah Cummings. Isaiah Cummings fits this kind of block-first role who you can throw jump balls to. Mm-hmm. But I think this Khalil Branham is someone – it's a caliber of player they've had difficulties attracting in the past. Kind of this do-it-all receiver. You can get him the ball short. He can make plays after the catch. He can. He's a tough inside runner. He can run intermediate routes, and he also has some deceptive speed where he can get open deep. So when I look at him and his skill set, he would be my answer just because of what he brings on multiple different levels, and he's rolling early. Yeah, yeah, that helps out a lot. So – that would be my answer, would be him. When you turn on his tape, man, they use him a Wildcat quarterback. He runs people over. He makes people miss in space. He has kind of a pull-away speed factor that you wouldn't think it's, he has. It's not like um, short burst speed either. Like, it's not like the very quick. It's the, I've got a step, and now I'm going to kick it up a notch. I don't do a lot of player comps, but when I saw him, he kind of had some things that I thought Keenan Burton had when he played here, where he could get open deep, but he wasn't a burner. Mm-hmm. He could get the ball in short space, and he can make plays happen. And what I mean by that is he could just get it, get north and south quick. He could run through a tap, tackle and get you tough yards, tough aggravating yards. And then I think he's a dependable guy that you could use, you know, in their intermediate game. So that the receiver he is right there is a guy that – I just think that the staff has, you know, for whatever reason, the offense has struggled to recruit that. And I think they got a guy in him that can really play, you know. Former Michigan commit, uh-huh. his tape backs up what you think he would be. And, again, I like – when I judge receivers, I like to see what do they do at each level. And for him, a lot of them you don't see it. Some of them just see the deep ball. Yeah. Some yeah. of them just see short stuff. Some you don't see intermediate routes at all. For him, uh, you see it all and even some returns in the kicking game. So – I really like uh, what I see from him, and I think he's got a really good chance to play early. I'm glad you said that. I've struggled to – because he doesn't have that short burst kind of mm-hmm. explosiveness that, you know, you, you want to say. And he, I don't think he really had a quarterback this year. 
So you you didn't get a lot of like his, yeah you really had to watch his junior tape yeah to to really get anything out of it um his team I think only went like four and six this year they weren't very good and they lost his brother who he gets to play his brother this year Eastern Michigan yeah first game pretty cool um who's a running back who redshirted last year um but I think as far as what they need he can fill it best Vince liked to he he, he likes Cummings I think it's also because Vince likes to gas up his own guys um. But to your point, I just like when, every time I watch him play, I just love watching him knock the crap out of people. Like he is a physical dude. And the thing was, we t- I don't know if we ever talked about this on air or not, but Chris Wolf at Mail, he did a lot of, all right, we're going to run the damn ball, play tight end for us, Isaiah. Thing with Cummings, I think in Mail in general, they just didn't have the quarterback play this year. So they didn't. They just leaned on the run game. But Cummings, he he fits a mold of what Kentucky's had in receivers in the past. You look at like a Dorian Baker, mm-hmm. just a really, really good blocker, has probably issues creating separation. Yep, but he'll go but up it, and catch it over but somebody. You can throw a deep ball to him, and I think he's probably a little better than Baker when when you when it calls for you know throwing it up and go get it high point in the football. Yeah, throw, throwing fades or whatnot. But Cummings is going to play here he's going to I think he's going to have a good career at Kentucky but Kentucky going in the mail and getting the kid out of the biggest Louisville pipeline that they have yeah Mail high school produces a few FBS quality players a year and most of the times when those kids are power five good they're going to Louisville almost every time you look at Doug Beaumont, the Heyman brothers, Dexter and Earl. Earl, Earl went to Ballard. Earl went to Ballard? But Dexter, yeah, Dexter went to huh. Mill. I played Dexter in basketball. And then you had – That's a big mm-hmm. SOB. There was a receiver a couple years ago. He's in the portal now. That Keon Wakefield. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you had uh, the, all the way back to You go uh, back to Mike, Mike Bush. Montreal, Sergio Spencer. Yeah, sir, Montreal Chris, Jones. Montreal Jones. Well, yeah. he went to Tennessee first and transferred to Louisville. Yeah. Ivan Green. Chris Redman. Yeah. The list goes on and on and on. It is hard for Kentucky to get in there because that's as Louisville Cardinal as it gets over there. I and really, the fact that they got in there and got Cummings and had him committed for a long time and then got got him to sign today, I think. Even his buddy, uh, Jordan Watkins, flipped, but he didn't. Right. I think we talked about pipelines with Freddie. Mm-hmm. How they kind of they're establishing a Detroit pipeline. Mm-hmm. This one right here, if Kentucky is able con- to consistently go in to Mail High School on Preston Highway in Dirt Lane and battle and recruit kids out of Louisville's own backyard, that's a really big deal. They've got a guy by the name of Sailor Brown, the defensive tackle, who's a sophomore, is going to be a, a blue good. chip recruit, and they're they're getting they get guys and produce guys all the time, and I think. For me, I think that was a big deal that I don't think really a lot of people are talking about or noticing. But to me, I think that's significant. And when you talk about Cummings, a player, for me, prototypical size at outside receiver, um, jump ball phenom with back, with basketball background, and then blocking-wise, he's dynamic. And he can do a lot of different things. You could do him on crackback blocks, which we really haven't seen Kentucky use. Nope. To get on a linebacker. You can That'd even fun. move him. It's kind of like an H-back. Um, to do some stuff, which Mel did. Um, so he's a he's a unique player. You want to talk about another pipeline? 
Let's do it. That I believe he follows in. And this is some some we're gonna peel back the curtain a little bit like it show show our friends how the sausage is made. Uh Carrington Valentine I know is one of them. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Cummings is one of them too. They are aspiration athletes. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know who the Aspire Kids are, I just call them Aspire Kids. Aspirations Gym is a gym ran by Chris Vaughn, South End of Louisville, off Strawberry Lane. And uh, Vaughn, was a, he played for Petrino back in the day, and he has this gym, and all of these super talented kids come from all over to train there. Uh, Wandale was an Aspirations kid. He was the big one where you're like, okay, if you can get into that place and start getting those kids – that's where all the talented athletes in the area go Established to Established good relationships. Exactly. And you thought Wandale would be the first, and they'd all fall because you missed on Rondale Moore, missed on a couple of those guys. But to get to get two in this class, that's good. It's good. It's a good start. Yes, it is. It's a very good start. And you really saw, I think, Kentucky take advantage of that Louisville coaching change too. They got ahead of them on some of these guys, these kids from Louisville. Can we, can we talk about Louisville? Yeah, we can talk about them. Well, Mike Norvell, man, <laughs> he made quick work, didn't he? He made quick work. <laughs> you know what, though? All hope is not lost like it because even though they lost Chubba Purdy, they got a guy who had an offer from Coastal Carolina. So, yeah, they've. <laughs> all right, here, here, here's the thing. So, in case y'all didn't see, Chubba Purdy, he's been committed since uh, the Vietnam War, and then he spent. 36 hours in Tallahassee and decides he's going to go to Florida State. The best player in their recruiting class, a guy who could have came in and started next year for them. They're only consensus four-star recruit. I know that they that, that Louisville fans can tell themselves, like, oh, well, we've got plenty of debt, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Mikhail Cunningham is not your quarterback of the future. Whoever, Evan Conley, not your quarterback of the future. Purdy had a chance to be. Now, with all these pocket-passing four-star guys, you know, you kind of wait and see, especially if they get hit a lot. You know, who knows how they react. But this guy was – their number one, huh, at least we got this guy kind of recruit. And they had him committed forever, and he spent one weekend there, and he's gone. And here's my theory, Adam Luckett, on Scott Satterfield. We made fun of him a little bit for it, but I don't know if Scott Satterfield has the chutzpah to play big-time big-boy football. You saw it after the rivalry game when he was trying to tattle on Mark Stoops and all the kids putting their L's down. Stoops is like, it's, this, is a, this is a big boy rivalry. L's down, who cares? I don't think he has the – I think he's a nice guy. I think he's too nice of a guy to just let Mike Norvell come in there and take your guy. No, you fly your ass out there and you make sure that Chubba Purdy ain't going nowhere. You put your foot down. And I, I think – that we have found our weakness in Scott Satterfield. He knows the X's and O's, but does he have the personality to recruit big boy football? When Satterfield was brought over from App State, and even I, I went on your own show and talked about him, even before Louisville hired him, saying that he's a guy that, you know, he's ready to make the jump. He's done great at App State. He's ready, but he's been in the G5 and FCS his entire life. So there's going to be an adjustment period. And the narrative on him was great X's and O's coach, but can he adjust to how it's done in the big time a little bit? It's just different when it comes to recruiting and everything you do being based on recruiting and all of that. And is he going to be willing to swim in the waters that, let's face it, you're going to have to swim in, that 
may be a little uncomfortable because maybe you have to get mean and nasty on the recruiting trail or maybe you have to do some promises maybe you don't want to do or just this or that and the other, whatever. And with the recruit, what he's done in this recruiting class is about what we thought he would do. Louisville was 38th overall in the composite, but if you go by their average rating, they'd be, they'd be close to 50. And that's but the good thing for Louisville, we're going to bash them right now, but they're middle of the road in their conference. <laughs> and this is why this conference stinks. <laughs> it's a bunch of Clemson, colleges. <laughs> Clemson has six five-star kids. I think maybe North Carolina has one. And that's it for the whole league. Yeah, Maryland's not in there anymore. They had they pulled off that little. They did that kid in? A, did, they, did he send his paperwork in? That I think a, so. That was during the press conference thing, so I got things the, mixed up. The South Carolina five star D tackle, who's top five player. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, Verfect or something. Or he's he committed, but then went dark. <laughs> you don't have his paperwork. Oh, really? Yeah. That was the kid that they got over Clemson and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's from Columbia. He plays high school ball with Muschamp's son. Muschamp's son's a quarterback at that high school. Man, Will Muschamp got that guy, some, the next head coach, some ball players. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to Louisville. <laughs> like, they are – they're where everybody thought they'd be right now, other than they had a little bit more success on the field this year thanks to some good coaching and some very bad ACC competition. So – but for Satterfield to have a kid like Chubba Purdy who I thought would have a chance to compete for that starting spot mm-hmm. – Especially you know, as an early enrollee. It's a gut punch. There's no doubt about I mean, it. And that he goes into a division rival, it's a, it's a gut punch. You're going to have to play him. And he could start at Florida State if he's as good as people think he is. Just if he's as good as his brother, he'll probably start at Florida yeah, State. His, his brother's the starting quarterback at Iowa State mm-hmm. as a true freshman. Is that right? He so, started like five, four games in or so. Yeah. And he was one of the best quarterbacks in college football this past season. So, the thing that I was going to say a second – oh. Imagine you're this – like, just from a um, practical standpoint, because he knew – Chubba knew he was going to enroll early. He had, like, all of these plans for, like, Louisville and everything. So, just – you remember before you went to UK, right? You're Like, the months going into it, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to party on the weekends. We're going to do this. Like, you, you have all this in your mind where when you're laying down before you go to bed, you're thinking about what your new life is going to be like. He's been thinking about that at U L for months. And just like that is is uprooting all of that for Tallahassee. That's tough. Cruton. Man, it, Cruton, it's it's a hell of a job. And you know what? Freaking Summerall got Lane. Got him. That was good. <laughs> High quality <laughs> gift. Oh, God. Oh, man. How about, got him. How about that pull, man? John Summerall. Recruiting chops in the Deep South. That's what Summerall was. That's what he brought. Deep recruiting chops. I thought we probably wouldn't see it till next class because it usually takes well, you, you gotta a while get, to get your, some feet wet. You got to get him on campus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was – he got that Quandarius kid over the summer to visit. But, yeah, there were a lot of them, it was a stretch. And I thought that was the case with Hayes. I was like, you know, they got him for a late OV, but you can't the, – the Kiffin momentum, you know, you can't blame the kid for just staying at home. And then they, they pulled him, man. That was – and that kid, man, he has all the requirements, I think, to play immediately. He He's a big defensive lineman. I think he's like 6'3", 315 right now. And he he looks like a healthy 6'3", 315 when you put on the tape. You know what I'm saying? He can move yeah, around. Yeah. He's solid. 
Uh, he gets off blocks very well. And for me, he he plays assignment football. He's not going out of his area to do what he's not supposed to do. He just does his job on every play. And I think he's got a chance to play right away. And, and that was one of the recruitments I'm most excited about was him pulling him because I think he's got a chance to be a really good player. That So, Tower Baron, like, this, if it weren't for the Tower Baron circumstances, like being just even more ridiculous than normal where you've got his dad on the coaching staff at Tennessee and you were almost able to pull that one off, the Hayes, just the – the way that Summerall played it out in that, like, they purposefully were just, like, very low profile. Like, that, and that was why it was such a big surprise for us because we just hadn't heard a peep. And even the people who were reporting about Hayes' visit where they say, oh, it was a good visit. No, they were saying, well, it was good, but, you know, it wasn't, like, great home run, good job. Like, those folks were going out of their way to say, like, yeah, I don't know. And I think that's all orchestrated by the folks at UK to make to to lull Ole Miss into a false sense of security, and that is freaking genius. That is genius, especially in a program that's desperate to load up, especially in the trenches. Because I mean, you know, Ole Miss right now—they're all smoking mirrors. They're you know running athletes on the outside. I I don't think they've got the high quality defensive land shark guys that they had back when Kim Dietschies were, you know, when Hugh Freeze was dropping bags for those guys. Right. So they really needed that guy. And Kentucky, I mean, that's, you talk about recruiting chops. Summerall has been there. He knows how this stuff operates. And not to go back to Satterfield, but, like, these guys that you that are on UK staff right now, they kind of know how this operates. And Clink knew when he was up in Detroit, all right, I'm going to have to get on these kids in eighth grade. We're going to get on him early and make it happen. Right. So, like, you, you see the – Now you're seeing the, the fruits of that labor. Exactly. The experience has really worked wonders with this class. And it's not just because Kentucky won 10 games last year. That certainly helped. But these guys know what they were doing. They struck while the iron was hot. Whew. Whew. How about that Detroit pipeline? Out of nowhere almost. I know. It feels like. And it was all those things, too. I remember when they got um, DeAndre Square. And you're like, man, this is an undersized middle linebacker. Like, what's, come on. He's a stud. I mean, well, he had some big schools that were after him, too. LSU was in on him for a long time. They were? Mm-hmm. Man, it's been a while. It's, it's been a long time. Hey, there's, um, there's one kid who we didn't hear from today, Torrance Davis. People have asked me. I thought I knew what was going on, but I, I'm not 100% certain. So, I'm – you know, I, I thought initially it was a clearinghouse deal because that's kind of what typically – That's what it smells like. It smells like it's a clearinghouse deal. And then when Stoops got asked in a roundabout way about it, you wonder if it's a another issue where they're like, ooh, I don't know. If you're going to mess around, jerk our chain, you know, may, we've got a lot of running backs. It could be that too. Do you think it's him maybe searching the bigger offers that we were getting at? I'm, I'm saying that's also an option. I have a feeling it's probably more of a clearinghouse yeah, issue. I would. That's what I would imagine it is. Which you can get figured out by February. You, you like if it, especially if it's like an ACT issue, you can take the December ACT, which was probably last Saturday. You get your score back in a month, and then you sign in February. Um, so th- that that could be the thing. I don't know if that's a fact. Don't take it to the bank. But and he changed high schools too. I think he was at Glenville. 
And now he's at Garfield Heights? Uh, yes, that's Or it. the other way around? He was at Glenville, and I think he went to Garfield Heights. Yeah. He was at Glenville, Ted Ginn's high school. Ted Ginn's dad coached them for forever. Ted Ginn's in senior. Cleveland. And then Garfield Heights was where A.J. Rose went. And that's also yes. in Cleveland. Yeah, and Dorian Baker, too, I believe? He went to Cleveland Heights. Cleveland. They got a lot of heights. Yeah. Dude, you're, you're, Ohio and Cleveland. Ohio got a lot of heights. They, but come on. Ohio is the flattest state this side of the Mississippi. Besides Indiana. No, Indiana at least has Floyd's knobs. Like, come on. You don't have all these heights, Ohio. Could trying to sell us on heights. <laughs> um, I kind of, uh, when I was talking with Freddie, we mentioned the uh, the Westerville Central kid, Ricky Hyatt. Mm-hmm. There's three Columbus kids. Or no, there's two Columbus kids, maybe a third with Mike Drennan. Which, I think he's waiting until February, which... Columbus is an area, man. It's been good to them. Yeah. Kentucky really wanted to get wrap that thing up. Stick oh, a bone. You know it. they did. Yeah, they really wanted to get Now, it. with Drennan, some of the other schools that maybe missed on some guys or realized, mm-hmm. man, maybe we, need to, maybe we need to add a guy because somebody just went in the portal. Now, the Sharks are really going to surround him. Yeah. And it's going to be a a fierce recruiting battle because yeah. now it's looking like Kentucky and USC. Don't now don't be surprised if about three or four other name programs get involved there. He's get, still got official visits to take. Yeah. That's the that's the other big catch is he has three, three. I believe. Yeah, he has three. He took, he's, yeah, he's taking two Kentucky, USC and he canceled the Florida one. Yeah. So that's gonna be heated down the home stretch. Um we're gonna hear from Joe Williams tomorrow. And is there another one that oh Tisdale is – he's announcing at the All-American Bowl. And always, Nick, there's always a surprise or two that develops here late. Mystery recruit. Alan Daly, two years ago. Quandre Mosley was last year. This time at the first early signing day, we had no idea who Alan Daly was. And then he ended up signing late in the so, February period. He signed in the fifth – man. I'm, I think Alan Daly might also had – there was like a grade issue kind of thing. And I think uh-huh. he got his grades in order late. And Kentucky really didn't have much competition for him because I think a lot of schools had backed off. But every year there's a surprise late. There's we the big surprise today was obviously did we get a pronouncement pronounce a pronunciation? Excuse me on Josiah Hayes. Is it Josiah or yeah, is it Jos- yeah, it's Josiah? Hayes. Josiah. Okay. It's Josiah, Josiah. Hayes and uh, Samuel Nelly. Samuel Nelly. I was calling him Nelly the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Juton. Yeah. Juton. Okay. He he's baller. Um, here I have some notes here. I see. Here's the thing: we got these nice, comfortable couches in the office. I'm not like forced to sit up. I know we're and, just and chilling that, out. That coffee that I drank about an hour ago is starting to to wear off. Oh, I didn't get to ask you this because uh, Freddie Freddie got on to it pretty quickly. Freddie, he had some takes, and when he gets going, man, you just got to let it, that train keep chugging along. It's rolling downhill. So, yeah. So I, I I was not going to be the idiot who got in his way, but under the radar prospect. I told you, uh, big Drew Phillips fan. I know you're a big Ernest Sanders fan. Mm-hmm. Is that is that kind of? Yeah, him, him, and Joshua Jones are my two. I think Sanders just so much athleticism, man. He jumps out the gym. He's a really good basketball player. Dude, those dunk highlights, like, and he's not that big. I mean, it, he's only six, barely six foot, maybe six one. It's one of those things where you're like, hey, wait. Like, it's a superpower. There's mm-hmm. no other way to describe the ability to leap that high. It is a God-given superpower. So, when I look at him, his athletic traits are going to allow him 
to play bigger than he is. You look at that leaping ability and just the athleticism I talked about. He's got wiggle, short area wiggle. He can make defenders miss in a small amount of space. He's got acceleration. Now, he's not a burner, but he can get 1 to 50 pretty damn fast. Mm-hmm. So he can accelerate, and that's something you need as a receiver, whether it's creating separation in routes or when you catch it and run it away from somebody. And then I just think he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. You, in high school, he plays for a small high school, but they use him on jet sweeps, fly sweeps, wildcat, and in multiple screens, and just however they can get the ball in his hands. He's a great return man, and I just think he has a really, really high ceiling. He is raw. He's going to have to learn how to play, and playing against bigger, faster people might take an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. But, man, I just love what I see him. And you get a guy that's an athlete like that, it's going to be hard, I think, to keep him off the field. That's what also makes this interesting. Is And Stoops alluded to it today, but he's like, it's going to be a really big freshman class because you redshirted everybody, and then there's guys oh, yeah. that are just going to have to play today. So you could have 29, 30 So when you're looking at more. 2023 – that's when on senior day 2023, you could have a bunch of guys out there. <laughs> you could have a ton of guys out there. Now, obviously, a lot's going to happen between now and then. But, man, um, I just – I did I, – damn it, I did it again. Well, I can't, brain farted again. Well, you know, I, it's been a long day. Yeah. Um, long week. There's two – okay, two – if you want to show me where – I'm going to tell you where my mind's at. The weather to the Bahamas Bowl just popped into my head. I'm excited because it's, what, 40-mile-an-hour winds or something and a bunch of rain? I saw that. I'll be on that under. Oh, man. Sitting in the sports book. It, oh, you son of a <laughs> – Now, I'm at least – I'm driving to the in-laws early. So, I'll be able to catch the games at, like, 2 or 3 o'clock Friday, something like that. Like, it's, it's an afternoon yeah. kickoff. 2.30, I think. But, so, I'll get there for the, at least the second half. And be like, ooh, football again. Because, folks, as much fun as it is to talk about these kids out there here, this stuff wears you out. When you go from like, ooh, we get to watch games, we get to watch games, to then like going to like huddle and, okay, is this team they're playing against any good? You know, like trying to figure out that. Trying to find stats. Yeah, yeah that's hard. Damn I, it. Will, hard. will you just put your stats somewhere, people? It's hard. How do you know? That's that? why props <sighs> to KHSAA.org. Because now all those teams are putting their stats up. Yeah. So, for the Kentucky guys, thank you forever is running that initiative. That really helps a lot. Also, if you're one of these kids at your school, do do your coaches not keep stats? Because if they do, I'd put that stuff on my huddle, on the first thing. A lot of them do that. And you know what? You can embellish the hell out of them. Right. There's no one fact-checking. Oh, I had 21 sacks like it, but they didn't count half sacks at the sales. (laughs) There's probably more like 12 or 13. But we didn't – So, you had – Ten and a half sacks. Yeah, but no, twenty-one. <laughs> we don't. We don't. Have, we don't believe in half sacks. But no, that I, that just I'm, I'm sick and freaking tired of that. In recruiting's fun when they're good. Like right now, when you're getting a guy like Josiah Hayes out of nowhere, when you're digging around in Louisiana, you got Joel Williams announcing tomorrow. Like it's really fun. But man, when this long calendar year they gave us two bye weeks, really crunched things up. I know. I'm never going to feel bad for Clemson or LSU recruiting after playing in the championship game, but they had eight days to see all to do all their in-home visits. Yeah, 
Eight days. Anybody that played championship Saturday. Eight days. Had a week. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, the thing that I didn't talk about earlier that we have to talk about is story time with Mark Stoops. So Jeremy Flax, a guy who I, I, I'll, I'll say it, I, I didn't think until he had a chance. Auburn came in hot and heavy. They said, we need a tackle. We're going to offer this kid and get him on campus within three days. That's exactly what they did, and you're like, well, I guess he's going to go to Auburn. But what does UK do? They send Eddie Grand and probably Sharman out to Independence. I would imagine so. To go talk to Jeremy, who's finishing up school. Meanwhile, Stoops and Clink are in Detroit, Dearborn Heights, another Heights. <laughs> um, and they go pay a visit to Mr. Flax's mother, who's a grade school teacher. And while on their visit, she's like, yeah, well, I'm kind of working. Y'all want to come read to the kids? And they read to the elementary school <laughs> school students. And that's what helped win them over. And hearing Vince Marrow do his, uh, his clink impression, where he's like. I haven't heard it yet. Oh, man. He was like, ooh, your dog and cat. And <laughs> <laughs> just like that. So they're all ball busting. Uh, Stoop said that he was. He said he had to take the book from Clink because Clink couldn't pronounce the words right or something like that. So they're all busting Clink's chops. But props to him. There's another. Man. That's another early investment where he probably talked to the kids some when he was in high school, and then they played their cards right, and they end up. Gosh, man, all I needed a tackle. And they're like, no, mm, come on. Come over here, Jeremy Flax. You look at some of these newer staff hires for Kentucky. Of course, Clink and Eddie Grant Henshaw came in at the same time. A year later, they brought in Derek LeBlanc and Dean Hood. And then after that, they brought in Brad White. After that – Michael John, Smith. You know, Michael Smith, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after that, John Summerall. Yeah. All of these guys are making splashes at, pretty much in recruiting when you look at – Summerall with Hayes. Michael Smith got Kelvin, a big part of Kelvin Joseph. Mm-hmm. Now, if they get Joel Williams, it's going to be big. Yeah. They almost had Devontae Lee last year. He was also in on uh, Ripka, I think. Michael was he? Smith was. Yeah, right. he, he was in one of those random kids where you're like, wait, Michael Smith, that's, you know. And then you look what LeBlanc's done with that defensive line, getting that group rolling, and then that that set them up to have this big defensive line class. And Dean Hood, of course, what he's done in special teams and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. They're just really – Mark Stoops has really, really done a good job of not only evaluating and recruiting football players, but evaluating and recruiting coaches too. And the only one that – You're only as good as your staff. That didn't work out that way was our favorite, one of our favorites, because he was hilarious on Twitter, and that's Lamar Thomas. Mm-hmm. Great personality. Dim recruit. Big reason why they got him is because he got Lamar Jackson to Louisville. I mean, that's asking a lot of one guy, but, yeah, he didn't. Well, I think their plan at that time was they had grants. They were just going to do kind of a full-court press there in South Florida. Yeah. And that just hadn't worked out like they hoped it would. No, no. But it's worked out elsewhere. My question for you, though, like it, I put it out on Twitter, and I think the overwhelming responses were people would love to see Coach O reading to a class full of elementary kids. But I feel like that, like that's too easy. Coach O would be fun. I want to know who would be the weirdest dude 
in an elementary school classroom t- trying to read to children? Pat Narduzzi. Do you know what Pat Narduzzi looks like? Yeah. He's kind Have of, you heard him talk in press conferences? See, I ha- I've, I've seen just some of the quotes, but I think I typically read them. I don't think I hear them. Because he's a weird dude. Yeah, he is. He's like if less – Really intense. Yeah, he's kind of – ooh, Sam Pittman, just him screaming at children. I would say maybe Pat Fitzgerald after somebody told him his offense sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Or like if the kid looked at his cell phone while he was reading. (laughs) Oh, um, I'm trying to think who just would – a mean cuss. Well, because Mustamp, though – I know he has that sideline demeanor, but he knows how to – he turns it on and He off. has a, f- a switch. It's really bizarre because I would like to say that. And I also thought of Steve Adazio because he, like, in- puts emphasis on, like, very bizarre words. Not just – it's a dude. But, like, it's – like, he's got a weird inflection about him. It's like he can't control the volume in his voice. Ty Grantham. Oh, God. He would, I mean, he's not a head coach, but still. Or um, – I get uh, – I was going to say Joe Moorhead. Matt Luke would just be the most boring. Ooh, no. You know who it is? Hospital bed Hugh Freeze. <laughs> Keep yourself cell phone away from kids. <laughs> <laughs> the one joke that I made on Twitter that didn't get any play, I was really disappointed in all of you, was that Will Muschamp firing his offensive coordinator after he corrects him for mispronouncing a word. It was, it was a good joke. You know, come on, people. Because they'll fire him for anything. Laugh. Just, ha-ha. Hey, Mike Bobo. Did that happen last week? Yeah, he's introduced, had the press conference this week. Did you hear what Eddie said on our radio show this morning? About going to Atlanta? Yeah. Dude, Eddie Grand is freaking swaggy right now. I haven't listened to the interview. I just saw the quote. Yeah, so he was on my show, Kentucky Roll Call. I promised him I'd get some some plugs today. I set up to four. All right, now I'm at two. So, Roll Call, Roll Call. There, four. Um, So, he was on our radio show this morning. And ever since, I don't know why it wasn't like this last year. I guess because he caught a lot of hell last year, but they were really successful. But, man, the since this Lynn Bowden thing's worked out, he just don't give a damn. He's swagging a little bit <laughs> right now. He's swagging man. so hard. I don't and, blame him. And it's, some of it is in a Eddie's Grand's always had a chip on his shoulder because that was the, the heart of the question. So, uh, TJ asked him, we're, we're wrapping up. We had just talked about Bo Allen, Gatewood, all those guys. And, you know, he's making remarks like, hey, you know, kind of kind of nice to have a quarterback. You know, we, we are in that this year. Just kind of making jokes. But then when he asked him, you know, Georgia vacancy, there was a Florida Atlantic uh, rumor, you know, and then you're posting pictures on the airplane. You know, so why, why, why are you still on Lexington kind of thing? And first off is he – he, he, he pulls out the hyperbole and is, Mark Stoops is the best man and the best head coach in college football. Nobody can do more with what he's done and just praising emphatically Mark Stoops. And then he says, you know what? People told me I shouldn't take that Kentucky job because you can't do this, you can't do that. And that ticked me off. And I'm here to this and this. And, <laughs> and, and the thing is, I think that, A, I think some of it's just a product of him having success, but B, I think he knows he's got some dudes. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember this about Eddie Grant. If you're not a quarterback coach, it is hard to break through to that play calling seat to get that opportunity. Grant was an SEC assistant for decades 
Yeah. Auburn, Before Tennessee, you, uh, Florida, too? No, it was Auburn. It would start Ole Miss with Tuberville when Tuberville got the Ole Miss job from, like, 95 to 99. Then it was Auburn. So, that was five years. Then it's Auburn for a decade. So, that's up to 15. And then Tennessee for a year, 16, before he goes to Florida State for – you know, so that's 20-plus years where he was just a running backs coach and yeah. got the special teams coordinator role at Florida State. And also a, a running backs coach that's pumping out dudes like Cadillac Williams, like all of these just – Deuce McAllister at Ole Miss. Studs. Ontario uh, Hardesty at Tennessee. Brandon Jacobs at Ole Miss. Devontae Freeman at Florida State. Yeah, I mean, just dudes. So, anyway, he goes to Florida State. Jimbo staff starts to splinter. Tommy Tuverill gets the Cincinnati job. And that's he gets his break there. Goes up to Cincinnati, has success there, and now he's at Kentucky. Now he's built, you know, seven years of experience. He's been a play caller for seven years, and that's a pretty good run. And so I think we've seen twice now from Grant where he's totally had to scratch out his preseason plan in 2016 and this year, and he's created a really, really good and explosive offense in both occasions. And so, yeah, I think he's feeling himself a little bit. He's feeling confident. And he's had horrible quarterback luck since he's took this job in Lexington. Yeah, seriously. So, I think he's seeing it as he's kind of evolved as a play caller to what he wants to do here at Kentucky. It's different kind of than what he did at Cincinnati. And I think he knows he found something with Gatewood that's going to kind of let them have this keep this unique identity but also be able to throw the football. And I think they're excited about that down the road. And then now, and this year, he's going to have a senior quarterback. So, yeah, I think he's feeling himself a little bit. And I also think that's where that program is over there. Is that, that's the ultimate goal is to get to Atlanta. So, I am not surprised that he's coming out and saying that. I love it. I love it. You know what else I love too today, Adam Luckett? When Kentucky moved their press conference back so Vince Merrill could interrupt it and tell Stoops, oh, yeah, we got a four-star guy. We talked about Fulmer Gate last week. Is this Stoopsgate? <laughs> you know they in, they're enjoying these little wins they're having over Tennessee in this recruiting hall, for sure. Yeah. Oh man, that game's gonna be nasty next year. Halloween weekend, I think, in Knoxville. God, I freaking hate Tennessee so much. Just gross. That game. Makes I think it's me on sick. Halloween Day actually the next year. I think. I think Saturdays. Yeah. You no, know, that you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. I, I, I kind of like when those games are happening, but. Except one year it ruined my Halloween in Lexington. I was like, no, you know, I've got a costume. I don't give a damn. I'm staying at home and drinking alone. Just Tennessee. Ugh. I'm getting a bad taste in my mouth just talking about them. Speaking of talking, I have to ask you for some some remarks. What, what do you have that you would like to – I'm giving you the floor, Adam Luckett, to speak whatever you want to speak because we've touched on about everybody over the last um, – I think hour and a half. So, by all means, like it. What have I skipped upon? What what needs to be discussed on this podcast before we wrap up and get a cocktail? I'm sure you talked about Bo Allen. Yes, in the first part. Yes, um, we didn't talk that much about Gatewood though. Okay. Um, other Here's, than we mentioned, like Grand was pretty like. Let me just give. Yeah, my, he's gonna be sitting around. Give my take on Bo Allen here. Accuracy travels. Nick Roush, from each level. Mm-hmm. Bo Allen is a pretty accurate quarterback. In his junior and senior year, he combined to compete right around 65% of his passes. He averaged over 10 yards per attempt. He can throw the ball in the bucket. He 
throws receivers open on vertical routes. He's athletic enough to do stuff in the RPO game, but what he the best thing he brings is just pocket mobility. That's something we've seen some quarterbacks at Kentucky struggle with, quite to put it bluntly. Yeah. And, you know, he carried a team at Lexington Catholic, combined for 100 touchdowns as, as a junior and senior, 80, 80 passing, 20 rushing. But he's a different type of QB going against what Kentucky's kind of bringing in with Gatewood and what they the offense they ran this year. So I'm interested to see how that happens, but they have time to develop him. And though when you get to Gatewood, I like what I heard uh, today from Henshaw and them because they pretty much didn't hide from the fact that, you know, they're going to try to get him a waiver, but they kind of want – I got the sense that they want him to be a backup for a year mm-hmm. and learn the system. And I, I believe that's what – I think that's what he needs to just get accustomed to how they Kentucky does things here to get a spring – a fall camp, a full season, and another spring before he enters the camp before where he's going to be the projected <laughs> starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. So really just get reps under his belt in Kentucky system and to just kind of hopefully win over the locker room in that time as, you know, the next guy. So I, I like what I've heard from them, and it turns it back to Terry and it makes it Terry's team. I think that's what those comments do really too. Yeah, I um I think the point that you've made a couple of times that nobody else is really making is that Lexcath lost a lot of their talented skilled players this year and Bo had to do a lot of heavy lifting, did it admirably. And yeah, he's running against three A Kentucky competition, but they played up a lot and he was able to get out of the way of guys. Even though he is a pocket passer, he can move around some. He's not uh, you know, Ryan Holinsky in the pocket with a concrete feet. Right, you know, he he can get out of the pocket. He can get moving. He's uh, not a statue back there for sure. And uh, one thing I didn't mention on Gatewood earlier too is that Vince Merrill had a funny story about the time that uh, <laughs> that they were they were visiting Gatewood in his home, and Vince looked around. He's like, "Man, this house is nicer than yours." <laughs> <laughs> and that took Vince to talking about how he's like, you know. If there's a time of year I gain some weight, it's because when we're on these trips, everywhere you go is a four-course meal, and it's our third four-course meal of the night. Oh, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Because they're going to three houses sometimes a night. I know, and they want – you know, if if I have a college coach over, I'm making my best meal, you know? So, like – Right. You're getting and, mama's best stuff. And you got to be polite, too. So, like, whew. That's why Coach O, you know, he gets his 18 gumbos See, or whatever. we do the Thanksgiving twice, same day. Yeah. And that's rough you, for me. I've learned to pace myself, though, in that, like in that first one. Like, you just got to – You almost have to, yeah. You've got to do a lot of little ones, especially, too, if you want to enjoy um, your, your 12-ounce curls later as well. Right. Have enough room for that. So, but the just the, the politeness factor of, like, oh, you don't have to. but like really, But you, like, have to. So, yeah, it just uh, – I'm getting kind of hungry, though. I can lie. Right there with you. Go to running back, Juton McLean. Yeah, dude's good. Torrance Davis is gone. Juton McLean is the small, big play back. But when you watch him, patience. He's got a lot of patience, and mm-hmm. that's something Eddie Grand loves. So I think he's going to be a favorite of Grand possibly pretty quickly because yeah. of his playing style. And he can spread out, be a pass catcher, can potentially be a kick returner. I like his game a lot. 
DeAndre Buford is a little different. The rest of these offensive linemen are just smallers, road graders in the run game. Buford reminds me of when they picked up Nasir Watkins because he's like this kind of skinny, tall guy. Bottom length. It's Kyle Meadows, too. It's kind of the same body type as him where it's going to take him a little bit to put on some weight. But once he does, he's got a pretty – he's got great athleticism for that position. Mm-hmm. Like positional athleticism, he he's really good. And then when you have that, you got a guy that can, you, you know you can pull a lot on those counters and stuff like that. So he's a guy that, you know, it's going to take a little bit. He's a, coming in the spring, but I think he's going to be really good. John Young, I think y'all talked about. I'm sure you did. Yeah, he's good. Now he's like six 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 seven. Like he is huge. But they've had success, even though John Schlarman said today he's starting at right tackle. Luke Fortner and Logan Stenberg were both tall tackles that came in came and guards. moved the yeah, guard. Yeah. He's a guy I could see down the road moving the guard. Heavy hands in the run game. He he fits the bill for what they like at that guard spot down the road. Um, tackling, just in general. Yeah, good t- – across the board. Yeah, I think that was probably a focus point for them when you look at Ricky Hyde Jr., Andrew Phillips, Eric Jackson, all of those guys can flat-out tackle. And so that was something that really impressed me when I watched them. And not only tackle, they knock people backwards. So physicality is going to be a big part of their game. And then Joshua Jones, of course, I talked about earlier. Yeah. I uh, he's really tall too. He's a big guy, and he's uh in that right around the Florida or no, excuse me, not Florida, the Georgia Alabama state border, right? And that is just some nasty football territory mm-hmm. between Auburn, Alabama, Georgia. High level right? football. Those guys down there, they've got a lot of good coaches at the high school level down there, and mm-hmm. those guys are well coached, and those games are big deal down there. Yeah, and they yeah. are legit football games going on and the fact that he started for multiple years and played in some big games you know played in two state championships so he's played some big football and I I just like him a lot and how about our guy Brad White getting in on the recruiting game yeah RJ Adams RJ Adams getting back in the DMV DMV has treated this program well I love I just love the name of it too yeah it's a good one yeah it really pops really slaps as the kids say you know you're big into college football recruiting if you're throwing out DMV. DMV too, way better than DC metro area. Yeah, it just it's it it, it rolls re- off the tongue. It's just cool. Like why why don't they? Everybody should call that. Get into politics. It's recruiting should be more like politics. Or no, wait, that's backwards. No, DMV. DMV. Let's just rewind. <laughs> Might have to hit the end button on this. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Samuel and Ellie? I'm excited to see him. What do the coaches have to say about him? Uh, they just use Josh Allen comps. comps. Yeah. But you know how it is. They're, he's a big-ass dude who like, plays I think, Jack. But I, the problem is, is like his most recent tape is like sophomore highlight tape. Uh, yes. And I'm saying this. Yeah. First off, first things first, he's a little difficult to evaluate because he's just, the tape's not there. The it's tape's hard. not there. He hasn't played much of a ball. So, I'm watching like, a lot of camp highlights and stuff like that. But – from what I've seen, he's got great positional size, but I think he could add 20 pounds pretty easily. Yeah, he's, he's coming in 6'5", 245. Yeah. Like, they hadn't even tried to put He could add 20, 30 pounds, and maybe you've got a guy that you maybe want to slide inside. Well, it could be like how we talked about J.J. last year. We thought he might gain weight and put mm-hmm. him down. And the good thing is there's no sense of urgency to play right. that kid right away. 
but you don't, you don't have to play. Your Weaver's coming into his own. They still got mm-hmm. Bogey pass. Right. Know, they got they so, got bought. Jerry Casey. Yeah, yeah. They got some dudes. So like, you're not in a rush to get him going. They've got. Now he's got some athletic juice. You know, you look at that quick twitch, that bend off the edge, just that athleticism. You can see it with him. Yeah. yeah. But I think we're all gonna have to be patient with that. And then uh, De'Eric Jackson is a guy I really liked. And when you look at their depth chart now, man, Trey Wilkins, Sean Kell got night golf in the portal. See ya. You got the, we got this junior class that's stacked. You know, Chris Oates, Jamin yeah. Davis, DeAndre uh-huh. Square. Yeah. But after that, there's playing time. And one thing I'm interested to see is with in the spring, do they keep Pascal at Jack or do they try to slide him down inside? If they do that – Maybe they go to Jared Casey and see, ask him if he would want to maybe move inside because there's going to be playing time there faster, I think. Yeah, you'll have Bembry because they moved – they bounced him yeah, in. they moved him uh, inside. He played t- Mike at, against Fandy. He, I mean, he's technically a junior, too. He's got two years. Right. So, um, yeah, I, can, I, don't, I don't see him moving Pasco around, though, just because they've asked him to move around so much. But De'Eric Jackson coming in for the spring, he's going to get, you know, probably meaningful reps with the twos mm-hmm. in practice. Yeah. So that that's going to be a really good opportunity for him and one of the lowest ranked recruits mm-hmm. in the hall. Oh man, well look it, I think it's about time we call it a day, and not no, and not just a day. Like there's like four more hours until we have to watch a basketball game. Long I'll be day. out there tomorrow. Long day. Damn it, yeah, it's going to be so warm. It's like twenty degrees in Lexington. It, it's only going to be fifty-eight in Vegas. Oh, only 58. <laughs> Gosh, you're going to be in, like, shorts and tank top, though. That's hot for you. Oh, yeah. You can't handle that, that warm weather. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded weather. killer. Cold That's why when y'all locked me out down there a little bit earlier, I was fine. I was just <laughs> chilling out there. JC. See that wind to pick up a little bit? Yeah. Outside air conditioning? Man, it really howls off the side of the building. And only, like, four people know what I'm talking about. But it, it gets cold it as does. hell. Lexington's got all the wind tunnels, man. Oh. At Kroger Field, they're real bad. Like just the the tunnels going around and the 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 POT mm-hmm. dude. Yes, yes POT yes. puts you on your ass. You, yes, you, you catch yes. it the wrong time walking yes. out of Whitehall. Woo. Yes, it does. Oh man, RIP Kerwin and Binding Towers. Whenever you eventually go down, it's a long process demolition. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> they were going to tear those things down five years ago. Good grief, Charlie Brown. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this. It's been a long day. I'm gonna go uh, enjoy an hour off. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Uh, we got more. The thing is, is that press conference lasted an hour today, and we got a lot of great stories that I didn't have enough time to write because there were so much great things happening. So keep it locked on KSR Thursday and Friday. Um, we're obviously going to have stuff in Vegas, and then it's going to be a nice, happy Christmas holiday. And Then we get in the Virginia Tech prep next week. No, it'll be nice to talk about a football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Fun times all around. Fun all around. Oh, that's a fifth Kentucky Roll Call reference. That's for the real the real dogs, though. The real OGs. Who've heard me talk way too much today. Well, hey. Hey, Cruton. Cruton season. It is fun. It is happened so fast, though. And it ain't over. I know. I do like the double dip we get to do. But December has become so heavy and so fast. Yeah. That it, it kind of overwhelms you, to be honest, because you don't get to. Enjoy them all. I don't get to digest it enough. Mm-hmm. But not because I was so focused on Kentucky that I didn't really get to look around as much to what's going on. Well, 
you're, it's, it's when landscape. you're really like you haven't eaten in a long time and you know that you only need to eat a little bit but you're so hungry your eyes are bigger and you just shove it eyes all down your stomach, yeah. and then you feel just terrible and bloated like, oh my god why did I do this to myself it's kind of like like you said you, we've ingested it but we haven't digested this week takes me back to college days just cramming for exams all week <laughs> staying up late not getting much sleep Drinking way too much and, coffee. And now it's over, so now what am I doing? I'm going to go out to Vegas where I'm not going to sleep at all either. <laughs> Taking me back. Oh, then I'm going to come home Sunday and be a zombie. Oh, man. It's going to be great. We hope you all have enjoyed this. Enjoy. It's 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 never-ending, folks. Kentucky football, it never stops. Go Cats. Go Cougar. Go